In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey listeners, what's up? This is Jeff Zimfer and welcome back to another episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. So glad you're here. Happy you're tuning in. And once again, as a friendly reminder, I know things are crazy with a refi boom, capacity issues and so forth, but I'm already hearing it from loan officers that some of the refi, refi volume is tapering off a bit. And let's not forget, we've got a plan for what's around the corner, right? If you've tuned in enough, you know I've been talking about planning your business six months, 12, 18 months down the road. What does that look like for you? What are your blind spots? There's lots we could talk about, but for the sake of today, time right now, you and I both know that the future of your business is going to be in the relationships that you've developed, both your past client relationships and your referral partners. If you're looking for a better, more effective way to never have to cold call agents again, but double your agent referrals, I invite you to check out the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership. It is our turnkey library of online Zoom ready-to-go classes for you to teach, attract agents, drive conversations and referrals by leading with an educational platform that differentiates you, that removes cold calling 100%, never cold call an agent again. You're only one agent class away from doubling your purchase money referrals and building sustainability and predictability into your business. You can go watch the brief video overview uh, to check it out. You can go to mortgagemarketing.pro forward slash join. I'll put a link in the show notes, mortgagemarketing.pro forward slash join to learn more there. Okay. My special guest this week, this is a conversation round two with Neil Dingra. Neil is an amazing mortgage professional up in Reno, Nevada. And you've, if, you, if you don't see him or follow him, you definitely should. Uh, I'm going to put links to his pages so you can follow him on Instagram and, and YouTube. He's creating amazing content for us in the mortgage industry. He's being an example of what to do that's right in the mortgage industry for building a personal brand and content and adding value to real estate agents to grow his business. He's literally 4X'd his business since getting on this whole you know, content marketing, digital marketing plan. And so this is my second conversation with Neil. We sat down in Vegas recently, just had you know side by side on the table, had a pretty candid, chill, laid back chat about marketing strategies, modern marketing tips that work, a couple of stories that I think you'll find relevant in there that you can take a couple of these ideas and apply them to your business or share them with your agents, your referral partners. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Neil Home Podcast. Today I'm with Jeff again. We did a uh, episode together back in, when was it, October? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Somewhere in the fall. Uh, before all this COVID stuff, so it feels like a lifetime ago. Right. Um, 
And that episode, although it wasn't like a huge audience, very narrow audience for specifically for mortgage originators, got the most feedback and I got the most comments about, hey, that really helped me or hey, I like those ideas. So I wanted to bring Jeff back on and get together because I know uh, we got some good value out of the last one. Absolutely. So um, right now, just getting straight into it, like we're in the environment, 2% interest rates, right. lowest rates ever. Mortgages and homes are like literally selling themselves because of the current environment. Like right. the market we're in is on fire because money's basically free, free. it's, it's yeah. cheap. Yeah. Um, every client you've ever done a loan for is potentially eligible to refinance. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody you talk to, once you tell them, you know, potentially what their payment would be, is in the market to buy, as long as they are part of this 89% who is still employed and still has you right. know, the ability to purchase a home. Yeah. So like in that environment, are you hearing, like are you seeing this, as, what I'm seeing is like people are not marketing themselves anymore. They're kind of heads down and they're, they're, they're not marketing, they're just on the, on the top of the mountain pounding their chest. I'm having a record month. Yeah. Uh, I think like all this easy sales is going to people's heads and they're kind of taking their eye off the marketing. Yeah, uh, there's a variety of things happening. It's um, it's kind of like you know this 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 swirl of a vortex that they're caught in, right? Because of everything you said, historically low rates, pent up demand that happened while COVID was going on. We've got the millennials, which is this big, you know, the largest segment of home buyers in history, and they've aged out over the last few years, so that more and more are coming coming into the market with the capability to buy, and that's kind of the mis- misperception. I'm glad you brought up the uh, unemployment thing. Because the reality, while we do have right, the significant job loss claims that happened because of COVID, the reality is nobody talks about the flip side of that, where we have like 180 million people employed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the people who lost their jobs, you know, um, you know, um, you know, all all props to them, and like I feel for them. But most of those jobs were in the what they call the renter segment. Yes. You know, which is uh, the the hospitality, um, bars, restaurants, all the places we can't go. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, yeah, like the same thing is like the, the, we don't want to diminish any of those people's right. struggle because that's that I love sucks. Those people. Yeah, like you own a bar, you own a fitness gym, and you didn't make right. it through. That sucks, and yeah. and I feel terrible terrible for that. But the thing is, majority of the people in the hospitality and and that industry that are most affected by this weren't in the market to buy anyways. So it really hasn't affected the mortgage industry yet. No, no, and that's why we're seeing the housing market do so well. Is because of all those factors. So back to your kind of the way you opened that up, you know, the question about uh, how do I see loan officers uh, responding or reacting to that? Yeah, there's the, you see the post say greatest month ever, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think, like I was on a call earlier this morning and I was asking people, what's your balance of refi versus purchase? And everybody's refi heavy, yeah. right? Which I understand, I get, it's the market of the moment. We have to take advantage of that. But also some of them admitted that they were letting their realtor relationships kind of fade away. Yeah. You know, referral partners or other sources of business, which of course is always like a red flag. You know, that always um, for me is a cause of warning because it's the historical thing. Yeah. You know, we've heard it if you've been in this business long enough, uh, you, you leave your realtor, rela- any relationship, your spouse, right? Your friends, if yeah. you don't water the garden, I mean, I imagine you left your sp- say, you know what? It's really attractive over here. I'm going to go over here for a couple of months. Yeah. You'll still be here, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not going to go well because somebody else is going to come knocking on the door and be like, hey, you know what? I'll give you attention. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of a reminder that people are aware of. They think like, like consciously are like, oh, I know I should pay attention to my referral relationships, but are you doing it? Yes. And, are you, and, and I know it's hard. I know it's hard because we're all overwhelmed yeah. with capacity. So um, I would just say that, look, we know this isn't going to last for, forever. 
Yeah. And so make sure you're doing whatever you can to invest in those relationships. Big time, yeah. That's that's a really good point because here's what happens. It happened in 2016. Yeah. And I remember it. Uh, and it's happened before that as well, many yeah. times, right. where you have a heavy pipeline of refinances. Yeah. The market trains you to be complacent. So yeah. it, it's giving you gifts after gift after gift. <clears throat> Pretty soon you think you're the best LO in the world because you're having this record month, record income. Right. Um, you kind of lay back on the marketing, you lay back on taking care of your past clients, your relationships, the referral partners, builders, all that stuff. So what happens is like something will happen, the Fed will, the economy will start to improve. It's happening slowly. Yeah. The Fed will come out and say something like, okay, we're going to think about easing up on the purchase of mortgage bonds. Just the sentence of that is gonna come out somewhere right. and it's gonna trigger something. They called it last time the taper tantrum. And I remember it was like May and we had probably hundreds of refis in the pipeline. We were like, you know, really? high-fiving every month, record month, record <laughs> month. Yeah. And like it happened, it felt like overnight, it was probably over a week, yeah. but it happened where rates shot up, up probably a full percent wow. in a few days. Right. And all those deals were dead now, yeah, okay? Yeah. Right, so whatever was locked is obviously gonna close, but next month, you know, you're not gonna have that business. And yeah. so I think, yes, take advantage of the opportunity, help yeah. your past clients first. Yep. You know, so right now we're not doing any marketing to new clients. What I'm doing is like I'm trying to take care of my clients first because I know uh, literally everybody in the in in the market is eligible to refi, mm -hmm. and there's huge lines of people waiting. You know, right. so they're all trying to. I, I look at it like the industry wasn't made for this. So I look at it like as concert, right? We go to concert. Yeah. Foo, you like the Foo Fighters, right? Yeah, like yeah. so, there's ten thousand people at that concert, whatever. There's like twenty porta potties, right? <laughs> Just think like, right. what if, Not capacity. yeah, yeah, like yeah. what if every single person had to take a leak at the same time? Right, right. Like you can't complain yeah. that yeah. how, how are you guys not ready for this? Or why is turn times taking long? Yeah. Nobody anticipated being ready for all of these people to come in at once. Right. So like we're have we're dealing the best we can. Yeah. There's, everyone's trying to hire and stuff. So it's kind of hard to keep up with it. But I would just say like, take care of your best people first. Yeah. Like, you know, your make team. sure your yeah. team, yeah. make sure you're not like neglecting people. Uh, because this will end and then you'll be left with, you know, yes. your best people. Absolutely. Got to invest in your people, your team. Um, I, I know I'm seeing where LOAs are working 12 hours a day, yeah. weekends, oh, yeah. they haven't had a vacation in months, and now we're in vacation season, right? And so what are you going to do? How are you going to adjust? And so one of the things that it's funny when I'm, when I'm coaching LOs is, you know, that's one of the first areas that we look at is how often do you talk to your LOA? And the most, the most, like the biggest response I hear is like, oh, I talk to them every day. I'm like, a scheduled call or random one-off call? And they're like, oh, random, I just pick up the phone. I'm like, really, uh, how efficient is that? You know what I mean? So one of the things I try and like guide people to do is have a structured schedule call, you know, X amount of times per week. Most people don't do it enough. Most people, it's random, you know, one-off emails. And it's chaotic for the amount of volume we have. Um, you know, you got to get in front of those little issues early and delayed whatever. So that's like in terms of like the stress that I know LOs are feeling, more structure in your day, more scheduling of those like high priority conversations with your team, because that's going to make his or her life a lot simpler, but yours too, you know? Big time. Yeah. And, um, you know, like with the realtor marketing you talked about where we're kind of we're neglecting, yeah. uh, or not really investing in those relationships anymore because you're so busy. Yeah. The problem is um, other people who do, the few that do, right. are gonna take those relationships sure. or they're vulnerable, your relationships are vulnerable. And what I'm finding right now is anytime I do something that would be helpful to real estate partners right now, 
it's crushing because no one is doing it yeah, right now. Right. So if you call the agents out right now, it, they're like, you know, like they're surprised to hear from right. you because nobody's doing that marketing. Right. When rates go up, all of a sudden they're getting blasted. There's all the funny memes about like, you know, the gallo who wants to take you to coffee. And, uh, oh yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, guess who's showing up? We've all seen those memes before. Don't, Don't yeah. be that person. Yeah, exactly. So like now, if you do something valuable, yeah. uh, it's going to work even more than when the market normalizes because yeah. simply nobody's doing it because they're all busy with the with the business. Yeah, so so let's get tactical because people like tactics, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, what, what, what you got any suggestions on how people can still stay in touch or stay top of mind without it having to take too much time? Yeah, so I'll give you a, a really good piece of advice that worked for me just mm -hmm. now, and anybody could do this, right? So what is the one question that customers are asking a lot of? of their real estate partner and of lenders. It's how is COVID gonna affect the real estate market in my community? Uh, how is, is real, should I buy or not? Is yeah. real estate gonna crash? Because right. last time, we're in a recession right now. Right, right. Last time we were in a recession, real estate prices collapsed, mm -hmm. right? So that question is top of mind for many consumers mm -hmm. and real estate agents are getting that question. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are on the fence whether to do this. So why not create a piece of content that talks about how today's market compares to the 2008 market. And when you go through those data points, you'll you'll find that this recession is not related to how it's it's the okay. the facts of the real estate market are such that you cannot uh, reasonably say that housing is going to crash because of the inventory, because of rates, because of demographics, uh, all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So now if you go through those facts and I have a video on my YouTube channel, I would tell people like look at my video and just duplicate it you can just steal it I don't care like you because it's gonna have an audience wherever you do this right yeah. I've already posted it and it did well so create that piece of content yeah. and send it to all of the agents and all of your past clients and you'll find that so many people will thank you for that information yeah. and then now if you want to follow up with those agents afterwards and um, the ones that respond to that or watch the video you'll be able to connect with them and talk to them about business and things like that. And they can share that information with their clients. So mm -hmm. think of like how you could help the realtor sell or explain things to their client. Yeah. Create like I was almost creating the content as if I'm the real estate agent right. to help the agent. Cause now the agent can be like, Hey, when a client asks me, is the market going to crash? Yeah. They can give them a fact based answer rather than just emotional salesy type stuff. So there's so much in there in terms of opportunity and what a great idea of ways to leverage that. Not only just saving time, but think about like the ripple effects of a video where it's you, the loan officer, saying, here's why this is not 2008, yeah. right? And then you give some facts and data about why, et cetera, et cetera. And think about everything you just said there. Uh, number one, that's a great video for you, your clients, your prospects on your social media. Two is you contact your realtors. It's like, hey, do you have anybody who's like on the fence or wondering like, should I buy or not right now? Yeah. I got a video. Like you said, let me send it to you, free to use it, whatever, or like you already have a relationship with the realtor and they want to send you referrals. Hey, tell you what, why don't you have them watch that video first? Yeah. Send them that video or you can send it to them after they talk to you, whatever. The point is, it, it's this great idea. Execution is the key, yes. right? How many are like doing that? Well, this? you can do it with your phone. You yeah. can do it with the camera. Um, we did it just in the office one day. I think it took us, uh, me and Eric did it. I think it took me five minutes to shoot it. No, no, um, sorry, the video seven minutes. So it probably took me two takes. So it's like 15, 20 minutes to shoot it. And then Eric took probably a few hours to edit it and put it together. But you don't have to do it with all these graphics and things. You could probably do oh, it sure. with your phone. Talking head. Yeah, so what we do is afterwards we 
email that out to all the, I have a database yep. and I just email it out. If you don't have uh, an email platform, I would just go to MailChimp yeah. and send it out you right. know, through there. You, mm -hmm. And if you don't have all the real estate partners, emails, mm -hmm. um, you can get this from the local association of realtors, um, everybody who you've ever dealt with. You right. can put, just put together that list, even if it's not robust at first, just send it out. And in that email, just say, hey, I know you guys are getting this question from your clients. Right. So what I've done is I've put together the facts on how the market compares. And what we're finding is that you know, housing is po poised to do really well in this recession as compared to other ones. Right. Not all recessions are created equal. Mm. Check this out. Yeah. And um, I got amazing feedback from that. And then what happens? So after you send that video out, now you've just elevated yourself because mm. right now loan officers, the content that you get in the email from loan officers is the canned corporate Spam. Same as lame. Yeah, right. And this video is like stands out, right? Like completely, right? Because it, it's it's you educating people. So now all of a sudden your stock just went up with everybody who's who watches that. Yeah. Um, and then you can turn that into business. What happened for me was a lot of people watched it, maybe a thousand people or so. And then from that, uh, I started to get more referrals right away. Was that the, the people who watched a thousand? Was that on YouTube or is that a multiple? Platform? Yeah. So what I do is I use YouTube um, to house the video. Mm -hmm. So I put it posted on YouTube, um, and then in the email I put a, the thumbnail yep. with a play button on it, yep. and that thumbnail is hyperlinked to the video on YouTube. Got it. So you click but that. That's where your thousand views. Most of them are on YouTube. Yeah, they're all on okay. YouTube. Right. I did post on Facebook and Instagram just in case, and maybe sure. a couple hundred views on each of those platforms. Yeah. But like the point of all this is like, you don't need to go viral. Huh. You don't need to be like influencer style. You don't need a huge audience. You just need a few hundred people to watch a video and that's going to generate business. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, like I think the metrics people have are all wrong. What do you mean? Like they just think they need a huge audience. You need oh, a bunch of followers. Right. You need no. a big, like, no. if you just send it out to the people who you've already done business Everybody with. Everybody has a database. Yeah. I mean, even your past clients sh should see that because they know people that want to buy or refi, you know? So yeah, that's that's the name of the game now is just awareness, becoming known, and then just, you know, serving, like show up with value. And LOs get so much in the business of, of doing, working in, uh, I want to make sure I say this, Working in the business instead of working on the business, you know, like the 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 crafters, they're they're craftsmen or craftswomen. I love crafting a loan and structuring a loan and all that. Well, that's cool, but you also need to, you know, reach out to other people. Some people do a great job of it. Yeah. Some don't. But let's just say you're that guy who's excellent at structuring deals. Yeah. Right. You don't necessarily like networking and talking right. to people. That was me. Right. That is that's me to the to the T because I'm like, <laughs> I could come up with a solution, sure. I'm great with the problem files. Solver, yeah. yeah, and then, so what I found was, I'm, the problem with that is, the only people who know that I'm good at that mm. are my past clients and these few referral partners yeah. and nobody else. Yeah. So why not just talk about those situations? Yeah. And it could be as simple as talking head to the phone of like, you know what, this client came to me, they've been denied by two places, yeah. I figured out a way to restructure it this way, and you know what, it just shows you like working with the right person matters because now these people are gonna be in a house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Yeah. What does that take me? 10 seconds to say or 15 seconds and that video will lead to business. Your but like nobody shoots it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so many people talk about branding and everything like that, but your reputation is part of your brand. Like are you known for the person who gets stuff done? Yeah, exactly. Like how many LOs do you know? I know this from interviewing LOs um, and I talk to them and they're like, uh, well, people, what the pe realtors know that what I say is gold. Yes. And if you get a reputation strong enough like that, like they trust your word, man, you never have to worry about business again. Yeah, but imagine doing that 
and then having not just those 10 people know yeah. that's gold, but yeah. every agent in your market know that you're right. gold. Right. What happens then? Now you can't handle it. You know, then you got to hire people to help you. But um, that's like scaling, like you just said, it. it's your reputation. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody thinks too small. We need to scale the reputation. Well, that's funny. I mean, I deal with this uh, with agents all the time when I teach them classes. Um, you know, one of the questions I ask them is, uh, what's more important, getting great results for your clients or being well-known, yeah. right? And then the debates begin. And of course, both are important, but here's, here's the truth, right? Is like you said earlier, if you can be great at your job, but if nobody knows it, if you're the best kept secret, then what does it matter? Yeah. So yes, you have to be able to perform and deliver, right, and, and produce results, but we're in a business that requires us to be known. Yeah. We have to be known. Uh, and through whatever channel or whatever means you have for being known, uh, Facebook ads or referrals or whatever it is, you still have to be, be known. Yeah, and just um, not to leave the real estate agents out because I know uh, on my podcast, a lot of people who watch yeah. and listen are real estate partners, yeah. are real estate business people. Um, sure. So like what advice, yeah, what <laughs> advice are you giving to realtors? Uh-huh. Because they kind of got the short end of the stick because we got, when everything got shut down, we got busy with, with loans and refis and things like that, and then that kind of kept us going as things started to open back up. But the realtors, some of them took it pretty rough because they couldn't do open houses. Right. They couldn't even show property in certain states. Now things are starting to get back out there. So what, what should they be doing in this environment you know, to kind of build their brand? Well, yeah, so, and I, I have a passion for realtors. I've been working with them for like 2003, right? And, uh, and I teach a lot of classes to realtors. And so I think the answer, I don't want to sound, um, insensitive but the answer once again comes back to like the old adage it's like survival of the fittest no so it's survival of the most adaptable to change okay. those are the ones who who actually survive these great you know catastrophes in nature out throughout so so darwin that whole quote his actual quote was the most adaptable to change are the survivors of the you know make the fittest so well, how does that relate to real estate well when stuff changes and you know how fast do you adapt how fast do you pivot so you couldn't do the in-person open houses i saw a lot of agents you know quickly learn how to do virtual tours virtual open houses and things like that uh, f- because when covid hit here's what covid did it accelerated all the stuff we've been telling ourselves we should do yeah. i should get on video i should get on social media i should i should i should right and you should all over yourself right yeah. <laughs> So, but the point is, it's like, um, if not now, like when COVID happened and all you had was your phone to communicate, if you didn't pivot and use that, that's on you. Because yeah. that's all you had. If you're on a stranded desert island and you need food shipped to you or something, are you, oh no, the video's not for me, man. You know what I mean? Do you want to eat? Do you want to survive? Pivot and use the tools. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, I think of this as like, this COVID thing just accelerated the digitization, yeah. I guess is how you would say the it. Digital real estate shit. Yeah, so what happens is like, it had already been underway, yep. slowly going, right. and it's moving at a snail's pace because it's such a traditional, right. uh, you know, face-to-face, belly-to-belly industry. So now what happened was, once you took that out and you had to do this, it accelerated it. And I know for a fact, because the traffic to Redfin, Zillow, Realtor.com has doubled yeah. from, you know, April, May, June, year over year versus the prior year, mm-hmm. just the traffic alone to the websites mm-hmm. is 50 to 100% higher than it was last year. And that's a straight data point that anybody can pull up on these companies' earnings calls. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, and all these people are looking for information and, and, and stuff online, like, you know, why they would also be 
probably even more apt to get it from a local person on the yeah. ground in their market yeah. rather than from this national company. But the problem is these local guys aren't putting out any information. And I think what they think is, I think they believe that this information is boring. But here's the thing, like news is huge right now. People mm-hmm. love watching stats on coronavirus. Yeah. They love watching the market. So if I'm watching the stock market because I want to know what's going on with the economy, like, do I necessarily need to be a day trader to watch that? No, mm-hmm. I just want to know because I have a 401k, because I'm curious. So like with your house, you don't necessarily need to be in the market to be interested on what's going on with the market. Mm-hmm. So I think so many people shy away from like these market reports because they're kind of stale and boring. Yeah. But there's a way to do it in a more present, you know, relevant way. And that's a great piece of content that every realtor should do that I've seen probably, you know, as far as like how COVID-19 has affected the real estate market. I've seen just a few in my market, mm-hmm. maybe two agents, three agents have done it. Nobody's done it. Why, you know, so I don't know what the deal is, but they're not putting it out there. Yeah, and the experience is very, that's the one thing about lo- uh, real estate, it's very local, right? Because yeah. when I was doing those classes, I remember there was one week, or I think I did 10 in a week, uh, and the class was like, your next 90 days, what, how to pivot your business for after yes. COVID-19. And, and I was dealing with people all over to different, New York to wherever, all over the country. And as you know, people had different shelter in place requirements. So some people yeah. were still able to like succeed differently than others. Um, but the point is, it's, it's, uh, it's changed. I think consumer expectations have been, have changed. You know, we don't know what'll happen five years from now, just like post 9-11, people got back on planes, obviously. Yeah. People are gonna go back and wanna socialize. That's the one thing that's very clear, is that we crave that face-to-face human connection, yeah. like the Zoom thing and all that, that's good, but it's, it's not the same, yeah. you know what I mean? And as far as like, a, um, like you just brought it up with the virtual tours, mm-hmm. these things like online, yeah. I would tell real estate agents this, like if you're in your market, you know, you probably have a variety of listings. You have, you know, your entry-level homes, mid-level, and then you have some high-end luxury homes. If yeah. you are lucky enough to have a luxury listing mm-hmm. now or in the, in the near future, mm-hmm. I would use that as a golden opportunity to create a really cool piece of content. Yeah. And I would kind of use this, not necessarily sell that house, even though you might get lucky and it might sell the house, but I would use that to create a really cool video. Um, if, if somebody has questions about like what type of this, I have probably several examples, like leave a comment or send me a message and I'll send you a link to an example. But basically what it is is like, there's a few agents who I've saw do this in the market and it crushed and it, they made the house famous. So it's like their tagline was like, I'm gonna make this house famous. And they read a really cool, fast, interactive video in the house, showcasing it. And then afterwards, the leverage that they got from that video was crazy because then when a client reaches out, they're like, dude, you're the guy from that cool video. Mm. And so like, I think people don't realize what's the point of spending this time, you know, and money on one video. Mm. It's not that you got to squeeze it. And that video is going to lead to business, you know, months and months down the road. So you'll be the guy that makes homes famous. You know, like I have a cool marketing plan that nobody in my market does. Here's what I do when I get a luxury listing or a yeah. high-end listing. And it, and it also elevates your brand because they're seeing you with this beautiful product, you know? Like, yeah. it's just cool. And for the right property, that makes a lot of sense. It makes me think of a video uh, I was watching earlier about an uh, agent in Orange County, California, Tim Smith. He's a huge agent with uh, Coldwell Banker, I think, uh, yeah. one of the top agents in the country. Um, he, you know, he spent 50 grand on one video. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that anybody should do that or could do that, but I'm saying the lessons from the video are this, as you compare it to other mediums, direct mail, whatever, um, and that is this. When you start looking at the metrics for his exposure, I forget what the numbers are and how many thousands of people watched that video, uh, and then um, 
he can then, of course, take that video and then leverage that to repurpose it and run ads with certain demographics and all that kind of. So the bottom line is why, why make the digital shift? In part, reach, right? Yeah. Because you're gonna be able to scale and reach more people and cast a wider net. Yeah. And, and that means more potential clients, more people who know you. But to your other point real quickly is make the house famous. Now, when you've got these buyers, you know maybe it's a higher end buyer, maybe it's not. It doesn't matter. People want to work with good people, quality people, people that they like, um, people that demonstrate proficiencies. And all of a sudden, you're like, "Wow, man, you're the guy that did that video or whatever." It's like, "Cool, I want to work with you." Or, "Man, wow, look what you could do for my house," you know. And and, and again, I'm not saying that's right for everybody, but you know, if you're holding back and like thinking, "Gosh, is it worth it?" Hopefully we don't have to convince anybody of that. Yeah, and I'll give you know specific links to videos, and they're all throughout the age spectrum. There's a realtor who's in his 20s doing a cool video, there's an, and he's into dance, and he incorporated that. And then there's another guy who's older and just did a really cool different type of video. And I've seen people do this in their 40s, 50s. I mean, like, yeah. so age is not an issue. I know a lot of like the average age is is getting up 57. there. Yeah. So uh, before we sign off, real quick, you wrote a book mm-hmm. called Disrupt or Die. Uh, you just brought me one. Thank you for doing that. And can you really quick tell us what's a, what the, what people will get out of this and then kind of promote sure. it? So the subtitle is How to Survive and Thrive, The Digital Real Estate Shift. Yeah. Um, I really wrote it because as I was you know going around the country, both in person and virtual, um, teaching classes, hearing people's responses, both agents and lenders, there's a couple things brewing for me. And the two primary things were, um, one, there were some people, like we alluded to a moment ago, which is like, ah, the digital shift, I've been hearing about it for years, I don't know, is it real, is it for me, or I got all these issues about shifting, I don't like how I look on video, right, all that stuff. And then the other thing that, that I would hear was people that are following these big gurus, which is just like, you have to be here, you have to do, you, ha-, you know, all these have tos, right? And, and, and it was this perception of, well, does old school real estate work? Does postcards work? Does uh, uh, farming work? You know, those kind of things. And look, I'm collecting these stories from agents and lenders all across the country and saying, here's what I came up with. Everything works, just not for everyone all the time, yeah. right? You've got to adjust based on where you are in the country, what your local market is like. Like doing business in Manhattan is, doing, is different than doing it in Idaho. You know what I mean? And so you have to adjust accordingly for that. So I wanted to bring stories and examples of People succeeding, everyday loan officers, uh, you know, people who aren't mega producers, agents as well, and show them these are some examples of people who embrace the concepts of going on a social platform or doing video or whatever the thing is. Um, and then there's some more traditional examples just to show you, look, if you're looking for encouragement or direction of for um, how and what's my path forward, that was the intention of the book. And there's a companion course that goes along with it, which is full of a bunch of videos and it's all free and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to, want me to tell them where to get it? Yeah, go ahead. DisruptorDieBook.com. Check it out. And uh, that's it, man. That's awesome. Well, cool. It's nice catching up with you again. Yeah. And uh, thanks for doing this. Guys, if you have questions for Jeff or for me, you can hit us up. Uh, you can find either of us on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. LinkedIn, or everywhere that you should be as well. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. 
Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents, butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.